Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 232. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we eat the red and green Hershey's Kisses and swear to God that even though the color of the wrapping has changed, that they do somehow taste more holiday-er. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, uh, and there just really is something about a red or a green Hershey's Kiss. You know what I mean? It's just different. So today on this very special holiday episode of Fake the Nation, let's get into it with topic number one. It's Christmas week, so we're going to talk about Christmas. And joining me, I have Paula Poundstone and Dorian Warren. Hi, folks, for joining me on the show today. So my question for you guys is, like, do you celebrate Christmas? Do you, and, and, and if so, do you decorate? Like, do you go all out? What do you do, Dorian? I love Christmas. I'm not super, super religious, but I love Christmas. And the thing I love about Christmas are the smells. I love the smell of a fresh Christmas tree mm. over several weeks. There was nothing like waking up to the smell of pine needles um, or other, uh, uh, you know, candles, Christmas candles I love. I just love the smells of Christmas. I grew up in Chicago in the Midwest, and so I l- always relished a white Christmas in terms of snow. Right. Um, so I love, love, and, the, and in terms of the tree, yes, decorating the tree and being artistic and creative with different ornaments, that was always a pleasure as a kid. I mean, is it something that you've carried on into your adult life? 
Oh, for sure. Except uh, my dog, my puppy tends to like pine needles. So I have to make sure she's not scarfing right, them right, up right. when I keep, before I can clean them up. But yeah, I love, I love the process of going out to find a Christmas tree. I know it's probably bad for the planet and the environment, but I'm just keeping it real, I, it's just a childhood tradition and there's nothing, you know, it's just the smell that, that brings back the memories of my childhood in the best of moments. And when do you, okay, so we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're obviously recording this segment before um, Christmas time. We're here in early November. But when do you put it up? Because I feel like they're, I'm Muslim. So I don't know. It seems to me as from an outsider that there's a lot of dispute about when this thing goes up. When does it go up in your family? It goes up in my family usually the day or two after Thanksgiving. Got you. So it's a part wrapped into the Thanksgiving weekend. Excursion. We all go out together and we like get the tree. And then you usually keep it up until, you know, the end of the first week of January. No, where there's where there's real controversy and actual judgment (laughs) Uh is about when you take it down. That's exactly right. (gasps) Let's tell Paula, tell me about this controversy. What is the controversy? Well, I grew up in a little town in Massachusetts, Sudbury, Massachusetts, and uh, and when we when we would drive to our orthodontist who was in Framingham, Massachusetts, uh, the town over, um, we would always pass this house that had Christmas decorations up for like a really long time, and we would just be dripping with contempt for these people. <laughs> like, how could they? Jeez, look at that. Oh, my God, there's a sin on the roof. We went to town on these people. And I I feel like that's part of our beautiful uh, family tradition was just judging uh, in a a hostile way others. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, taking it down was like, it meant that you were, you know, it was like, you know, cleanliness was next to godliness. There was something about knowing when to put it away. Right, right. It was very, very important. Uh, I I, 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 uh, also really uh, love the... The smell. You know what I miss when you mentioned your dog and the pine needles, uh, your puppy and the pine needles. It reminded me um, every now and then I would have a kitten or two uh, that uh, that I, you know, that I got was still a kitten at Christmas. And I'd be on my way out of the house and I would look over at the tree and you could just see these eyes. staring at you from various parts of the tree. If the cats were small enough that the boughs of the Christmas tree could hold them, then they would climb up in there. Like, yeah, that's not good. Don't do that. In fact, uh, my assistant, Wendell, um, finally figured out, uh, I can't remember who, he, he puts a hook in the ceiling and we wire the tree to the hook uh, because otherwise those cats were going to bring it right on over. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I love Christmas music and I love, and do, and, and, and do you still like mm. do the whole Christmas thing as an adult? Is it something that you've carried over? I did for many years. I think la- last year was the, the first year that I didn't do anything for it only because there was just so much going on. And I, and I did, you know, I had no, nobody was living. I was just by myself. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I think I can. Uh, I'll look at other people's windows, um, and I don't. I, I don't know what I'll do this year. It wasn't like a lifetime decision I was making. Right. Last well, year. I it mean, just, it's it it's, just didn't. It's work a out. weird. It's funny. Because, I mean, so I my parents actually on my beseeching as a child did put up a fake Christmas tree, and they did it every year. Um, wow. It's, 
Oh, that's yeah, nice. because they were like, she's growing up with Americans. This thing is nice. It's it's funny. I mean, I know, I know and I know a lot of like ethnic people who were um, Hindu or Muslim or whatever, or Jewish, who would very strictly put up Christmas trees because it's lovely, because it's everyone's doing it. And you just want to kind of feel a part of the cultural conversation. You want to feel, you know, you want to eat the shortbread cookies. You want all of that stuff to yeah. be in your house as well. And it's nothing, you know, and it, and it's funny because it's not there's I don't I don't think there's anything kind of suspect about doing it. It's not like it's some sort of like, you know, um, rejection of your own religion. If you put up a Christmas tree, because a Christmas oh, tree I is so secular is. anyways, you know, it has nothing to do. It's not like Jesus Christ was like, and then thou shalt put up a Christmas tree. Um, so so I think that, so my parents totally, you know, dutifully put it up every year. And I was I was very grateful. You, you know, it was fake. I didn't get the pine needle smell. Um, but uh, uh, I w- my question for you guys as we uh, wrap up here is: d- Is there a religion? Um, is there a, a holiday that you sort of recommend from other religions that um, the, to to celebrate the way I've celebrated Christmas my whole life? Um, mm. And I have one I'm going to pitch to you, which is Diwali. Are you guys familiar with the? Um, the victory of light over darkness and good over evil, um, the Festival of Lights. No. Um, it's, the Festival uh, of Lights. I'm somewhat familiar with it. Talk, tell us about it. I mean, it. I, look, I don't know that much about it. I've just been to some <laughs> shows. They do dance. They do, there's like some light stuff. You know, they put on their fantastic. I mean, it is a, it's a Hindu holiday. Um, and it. That was the ice capade <laughs> you just described. That was the ice capade. <laughs> That's not religious. <laughs> it's so uh, it, it 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 has an ice capade vibe. I remember, you know, in college going to a, um, the Diwali festival every year and thinking this is so fun because everyone just puts on their most, you know, insane traditional garb. There's a lot of dancing. Um, there's a lot of food. It's just really joyful. Where does it come from? Nagin? It's it's a, from the Hindu tradition and in it the festival. It's um, this according to Wikipedia is associated with Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity. Um, so it's about oh, that. Yeah. It's she a, passed my house by. Right, it's about... <laughs> 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 yeah. I guess I had the red blood on the door or something. She just went right by it. So I would say oh, if you're it. if you're in the market for another fun holiday that is probably not a part of your personal tradition, I would look into Diwali. It's so lovely. Um, is, there, is there any that jump out at you guys? I celebrate... Um, uh, when food, when there's an expiration date on my food uh, in the refrigerator, <laughs> I, I put on like a wing ding when my cheese goes bad. Um, you know what? I always thought that, I mean, to me, uh, Christmas, even with my children, and again, no, no religious connotations to it at all. But even with my, with my kids, uh, you know, I always felt like it still had this thing that it did when I was growing up, which was, uh, get up really early, open a bunch of presents, be really depressed by noon. <laughs> and, and Hanukkah, which I realize in the, in the Jewish faith isn't, um, was really never the holiday to begin right, with. Right, right, right. It's just sort of pumped right, it up it's the to right com- time of year. To, yeah, right. Um, but I just think that the notion of one present per night, nice. several That's really nights, nice. it sounded yeah. so mm. much yeah, nicer to me. Nice. And we toyed with the idea of doing a quote a holiday celebration in that way, 
but somehow we could never, we just never did. Um, but I think it sounds much yeah, nicer. Yeah, I agree. Than... I like the I like the Hanukkah. Well, folks, um, thank you so much for joining me on this can discussion. I, can, yeah. I, can I say oh mine? Oh my God, yes, Please. of course, really Dorian, quick. sorry. So look, look, um, I... You know, I'm tempted to say Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, but I'm black and I usually have to work that day, so it's not a holiday. <laughs> but um, I actually like, I really enjoy um, Passover and particularly Passover seders yeah. from Judaism because it is such a, here we go again, it's an it's inspiring story of winners who had to overcome um, great evil, yes. right? And sort of, so it, it, it always leaves me inspired. Let me just also add for Christmas, I love every year watching a Charlie Brown Christmas, because it is the triumph of finding the true meaning of Christmas outside of greed and commercialism. Yeah. And it's so, you know, it, it's a period piece because it's it's written in the 1950s and it, and you watch it again and you're like, oh, this is today. Like, what is up with like all this commercial? So anyway, I love for the people that enjoy Christmas. I love a Charlie Brown Christmas, and and it's a feel good movie too, Paula. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Plus, <laughs> um, it makes you feel good about any tree you pick. That's right. <laughs> exactly. 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 Oh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, I, I also, I also have been to so many Passover seders. I'm like uh, the Muslim that can't stop going to Passover seders. I love them. I've always had a good time. The chanting, the hand, they do a handout. You follow along and do some singing. I mean, it is a good time. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining me on this discussion of Christmas. Um, Paula Poundstone, where do people find you? Um, you know what? A good catch-all source for me is PaulaPoundstone.com. PaulaPoundstone.com. <laughs> and Dorian Warren, where do people find hey, you? I'm going to follow right behind Paula Poundstone. You can find me at DorianWarren.com. There it is, folks. Uh, thank you so much for joining this discussion and Merry Christmas. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to share our funniest memories. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. 
Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Eat stress-free this spring with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door, and then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple, and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing 
thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. <laughs> so they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. They're no fuss, no mess meals. Um, they eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, you can customize your weekly meals uh, with flexibility. You can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've, pa I've both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code fakethenation50 at factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And let's get into it with topic number two. Joining me for this next topic are the wonderful New York Times contributor, Wajahat Ali. Hey, Waj. Hello, hello. And um, legendary host of Full Frontal, it's Samantha B. Hey, Samantha B. Hi, how are you? Um, okay, so I have the two of you here today, and I want to ask you for your funniest memory. It can be anything, and it doesn't matter if it's not funny to everybody. Just what is the thing in your life that just you that you go back to and it makes you chuckle? And if you need a minute, I can go first. It's up to you guys. If you have some, oh if you have God. something, that's a go good, for that's it. That's such a good question, and I haven't. Such a good question. I got to think about it. Give me thirty seconds. I do too. Okay, I I'm going to gonna give you mine, uh, and then I'll let you guys think about it. So I have a few of these, um, but one of them that just I always go back to, and they always make me laugh. One of them is that I was in uh, Washington D.C. for a summer, interning at C-SPAN. No big deal, <gasps> not to brag, um, but I was interning at C-SPAN. <laughs> Because that's the kind of uh, nerd I am, and um, and we, and a friend of mine had a free lamp to give away. So me and a neighbor were taking this lamp. So that, you know, some, somehow for some reason I had a free lamp and my friend needed it. So I needed to get it from my apartment to her apartment. So we're in DC and we take this up. So my friend, I was like, oh, hey, can you help me? Because this is like an awkwardly large, like one of those floor lamps. So we carry this floor lamp onto the subway to get to my friend's apartment. We're on the subway and you know, subways, they move around. You have to hold on to the strap hanger. You have to like hang onto the straps so that you don't move too much. And there's poles, obviously, in um, in subways. So we're on the subway, and we're holding onto this lamp that is looks like a subway pole, right? If you don't look at the top where there is a lamp, you may think you're just holding onto a subway pole. So this subway is moving left and right. It's like you know, and 
tons of people kept holding on to this lamp, thinking that it was a subway bowl. And me and my friend were laughing so hysterically that we couldn't bring ourselves to like upright enough to just say, guys, this is not a subway bowl. This is not going to help you to the point where at some point the subway like broke uh, really fast and a bunch of people toppled over. I mean, in a fun way, everybody was safe. Um, but a bunch of people toppled <laughs> over with this lamp that they thought was a subway pole. And it's just, and we still couldn't stop laughing. Like it was just one of those things that you're like, when in life are you carrying a, 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 a lamp that looks like a subway pole on the subway? When does that happen in life? You know what I mean? Generally never. So anyways, that's one of those memories for me that always makes me laugh. Oh, that's great. That's really funny. <laughs> that's a good story. Thank that's you. That's a good story. I mean, you know, it's not it's not fantastic, but, but it's, it's just funny. one of those. That, that was <laughs> good. You had my attention. It's really good. It's really good. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't, I never can think of, when people ask me for stories, I never can think like, of stories, uh, but I. Be funny. It but, uh, can be like uh, a recent uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that I, my, it's child related because I, also have three kids. And when my youngest, the the third kid is always the firecracker yeah. kid. It's like dessert. It's like the dessert on top of the 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 dinner and the healthy meal and the salad and stuff. It's like <laughs> you're just like, I don't know what to expect with this kid, but you're on your own. So you're gonna develop a personality real fast. You're gonna like <laughs> learn how to swim with the fish. You're gonna learn what makes your parents laugh. You're gonna like learn how to tuck yourself in everywhere and be like, <laughs> low maintenance, but low key the most evil of all the children because <laughs> that's how you have to survive. You just have to survive your family. So I do, we were so like, we're so open with our kids. We're so like, these are your body parts and <laughs> right. naked body and love your body and love yourself and all of this. And so <laughs> I remember a call taking my youngest who was maybe two at the time. She was really young and we went to a ballet performance of her older sister and it was all little girls, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds doing like a big, massive quantity of little ballerina girls like romping on the stage and thundering across the stage in their ballet shoes and whatever. And there was like a really quiet, elegant part. It's one of those moments. Mm. It's like really everyone's taking pictures right. of their child and it's everyone's a swan it's and very it's classy, wonderful. Yeah. And then Ripley, my youngest just like stands on my lap and goes, I can see all of your naked bodies and all of your vaginas. <laughs> their vaginas <laughs> so it was like a moment of pride Wait, how old she, was he at that point like two like oh we were talking God. like because right. she learned to speak early and she knew all the stuff fast so she that's was not there. shame that's pride that's that's a that's a hall of fame pride, pride. yeah 
Oh, Pride. that's so funny. So that's cute. So funny. That's great. She's still that person. Oh my still god, that person. That's awesome. That makes me feel so much better about our parenting because uh, my wife, <laughs> my wife's a, do- a doctor, and she taught all of our kids all the body parts, and so oh, they literally mm-hmm. just go around yelling. But now they're like my son's six and uh, daughter's four. They just literally yell butt in the vagina for no reason and then at malls and like my wife's like they're gonna think we do the nastiest stuff at home but i i I, I had one i i was thinking about what story to tell but like samantha put me on the the body part train so Mm. istanbul like i was high school we were graduating we went there to to visit family who was graduating from college it was a hot summer day i'm at a crowded restaurant and in urdu the language for mangoes is am and it was like mango season. And so it's the summer. And I don't know what was wrong with me, but I just went like, I'm like, I want arm. I want refreshing arm. I want a, I want a big arm. I want juicy arm. I want arm right now. I was just like, just going on an arm rant. And for some strange reason, I was just like, I had verbal diarrhea. And like, more and more I was saying it, more and more people were looking at me, staring yeah. at me. Women were horrified. I'm like, what? Cold arm, refreshing arm, any t- a slice of arm, <laughs> a juicy arm. Like, and, then, and, then, and then my uncle was just kicking me under the table because he had learned Turkish. And he's like, stop. I'm like, what? Arm, arm. Don't they have arm in Turkey? I want to eat arm. I want to eat all the arm. And then all of a sudden he goes, arm means vagina. Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. In Turkey, it means like pussy. So uh, here I <laughs> so here I was, a seventy-year-old boy, like um, 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 juicy um, wet um, big um. Oh no! And all the women were just throwing me darts and daggers. They're like, "Wow, this this That's savage funny. from Pakistan has come to Turkey to take our women." So embarrassing. That's oh so my god, funny. so funny! But you know what's funny about me and Farsi is that my like my Farsi language is so like clean because my parents never cursed or anything in front of me and they were my main source of Farsi. So whenever I go back and people make jokes that have a bunch of like curse words, like dick, vag, like, but, but all the slang words for the, I actually don't know any of them. So like I, people, it's like I'm uh, just some sort of weird, like, nun, you know what I mean? <laughs> Speaking wow. Farsi. Like, I don't know how to curse. I don't know any of that. So I have, like, opposite problem where I wouldn't so even cute. know how to scream. Um, <laughs> uh, the buttocks in the female private part. And they're all like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're all like exactly. Like, that's exactly. And it's funny because, you know, my, my, my little girl is learning Farsi or whatever. And so, but some of the things I tell her, I just, I know they're like a little incorrect. You know what I mean? Like uh, animals, I don't know. Why would I have ever known what an aardvark is in Farsi? It never fucking came up. You know what I mean? So yeah. so I'll just be like, uh, you know, word in Farsi, word in Farsi, word in Farsi, aardvark. Word in Farsi, you know what I mean? And she's just going to grow up thinking some of that shit is Farsi. Like she's, you know, anyway. You, you, should, you should do what our parents did. They just like stretch it out. Aardvark. Aardvark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, some, and, and somehow they like you just they just think they just think that if you slow it down and speak louder that the other <laughs> person will understand English. Oh, oh um, do, do Canadians do that, Sam? <laughs> yeah, we have, yes, we we do definitely. <laughs> We have our own language issues there, yes. <laughs> Folks, 
that's the end of this Christmas show. We have a special treat for you. Um, after the credits, you're going to hear a little piece from a new album from Fake the Nation alum uh, and all-around fantastic comedian Dustin Chafin. He has a new album out. It's called uh, the Zoom Album 2020. Um, it's, again, Dustin Chafin, who you've heard here on Fake the Nation before. He's a fantastic comedian. I've seen him just, like, obliterate audiences around the country. He's so great. Um, and we are lucky to be able to play a little piece from that album at the end of this show. So um, stick around for that. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone that makes our show possible. That's our um, wonderful producer, Anita Flores, our fantastic audio engineer, Andy Christens. Um, our wonderful theme music was written by Gabby Alter. Lily Fleshler helps with research and listeners. You know we love to hear from you, so send us your feedback, topics that we should be chatting about, guest ideas you might have. Leave us a voicemail at 331 or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com. And if you like what you hear, please favorite Fake the Nation on Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and the SiriusXM app, and do leave us a review on Apple Podcast because it helps people find out about the show. Uh, and now I leave you with a wonderful comedy from Dustin Chafin. But I miss shitty gigs. I, uh, I really do. Um, I've done some horrible gigs. My worst gig, probably uh, Room Full of Clowns. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even making that up. Six months into comedy, and I'm not talking like veteran shit, because that sounds like gold mine if you're like six years in. But no, six months, that's a whole different atmosphere. <laughs> and, uh, that's, yeah, nobody's ready for that. And I remember I was downstairs, at El Camino's, it's like a little restaurant in Manhattan, and then they, they had like, it was like a meetup group. They weren't like good clowns. They weren't like Ringling Barley. They were more like, you know, like interns at the Shrine Circus. You know what I mean? Like they were on their way. Like, <laughs> Like you know, even their makeup was like not tight. You know what I mean? Like little crooked eyes and shit. Like the, <laughs> you know, the nose was a little to the side. Like it didn't, they didn't quite get it together. <laughs> but I remember being down there and just bombing in front of clowns. I still have nightmares waking up with sounds of horns and pitter patter of large clown shoes just trampling over my body. It's the worst bomb I've ever had in my life. This guy squirted me with a flower. Like, with full makeup. It felt like acid on my face. Just bombing and having a clown just go right in your face. That was fun. <laughs> what I wouldn't do to have that gig right now. You know what I mean? That's how bad it is.